When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Local sports. The Jethro's Barbecue Studios. Ask about the Friday KXNO lunch special. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. of Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Got John Lamb in with us here. Been a fun couple of days, a lot of basketball. John, you feel like you're finding your stride over there? Man, I drank six gallons of green tea this morning, yeah. hot green tea. I, I studied myself last night after the hate mail that I received. Hate and, mail, wow. Man, I was just that bad. So, no, this has been great, TC. I appreciate it. It's fun. I, I mean, I've listened to the show for a long time. You and Ken do an amazing job, and it's just cool to... Uh, to profile all these great things we have going on in Central Iowa. We get a lot. Well, the only hate mail I get is from our next guest. It is Tom Caker from HawkeyeReport.com. It's expected. Yeah, Tom likes to give me a hard time. Was waiting for a tweet last night after Keegan gets the second foul. <laughs> it didn't come last night, Tom, but certainly the frustration was there. How are you doing today? Uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking that the two foul thing, it wasn't that wasn't what decided it. It mm. was uh, that Iowa neglected to guard three-point shooters, Oof. and that probably decided the game. You know, my argument about the two-foul thing is not it in its simplicity. Two fouls, automatic sit, that's not what it is. And We've seen Fran play guys with two fouls. It's not a hard and fast rule, but it's really about your best players. And when it happened, and it was only a time or two with Garza, when it's happened now for the second time with Keegan, the first time the Indiana game a couple of weeks ago, when... That happens, and you're seeing either a lead dissipate or a lead build on the other side. Fran explained it to us yesterday. We had him on the show, and he said the explanation is, well, games are won in the second half. I agree, but they can also be lost in the first half. And if Iowa, instead of down 15 at the half, is down 8, that easily could have been a different game, Tom. 100%. Um, I, I think I, I thought of that last night. Uh, that interview and when he said that about losing games in the first half because I thought they did lose the game in the first half. And there were there was a point there where they got it down to, I think, 11 right before the half. Yep. And it felt like they could if they could get it under 10, they'd be in pretty good shape going to the second half. And instead it ballooned to 15. And credit Purdue because it was like every time that Iowa in the second half and Iowa cut it to five, it, it seemed like Thompson or Ethan Morton or um, somebody else, just or, or uh, Jay Nivey would would hit a three. They just come down and hit a three, and that was that was the difference in the game. Iowa, I just I think if Iowa could have got it down to a one possession game, I think they win that game. I think the things might have gone their way, but they just couldn't get it down to that one possession game. From my perspective, I think it was three different times they got it within five. I know Thompson hit a three once. Ivy hit a three. In fact, Thompson might have hit a couple. And you know, John and I were talking about this earlier. There's times 
look, that team has so many weapons, and they're so big inside, and it's such a difficult matchup. you got to leave some guys. And ultimately, if it's a game like that where Isaiah Thompson's hitting threes over top of you and hits four of them, you just got to throw your hands up and say, so be it. Because those are the guys you kind of have to let beat you on the Purdue side. Yeah. Um, Ethan Morton hit one of those two, and mm-hmm. it's like, boy, you know, what What do you do? You don't expect him to hit that. You don't. Thompson hit a career high last night, and he was just, you know, he was just hitting shots. And, you know, in the first half, Sasha was just, uh, in fact, it was funny because before the game, I said, you watch, Sasha's going to get go off in the first half in this game because it won't, they'll, they'll lose him uh, at times. And sure enough, that's what happened. And um, it, it just, you know, the, and they had some trouble with ED early uh, until he got his second foul. Um, and Trivion Williams is just such an underrated player, I yeah. think. And we forget about him and what a really good passer he is out of the post when they would come at him. Uh, and he'd just find somebody on the opposite side, and uh, and they would make shots off of that as well. Yeah, we said that we said that to start the show, Tom. And you know, watching the game last night, a hundred percent of the first half points were scored six feet, you know, in around the rim um, on a post up, or in the middle third of the floor from the perimeter. I mean, those are just yep. really easy shots to make, and you hit on it with uh, just how talented Williams is out of passing out of the post. The second that double would come, it was pop, pop, and then there it is. And it was, I mean, they cemented themselves as a as a Final Four potential team last night when I watched that. I still can't figure out why Purdue cannot handle any sort of uh, extended pressure. Yes, yes. That might be their undoing. I mean, I figured after what happened in the first meeting, that there was no way that they were going to come in and look unprepared for uh, pressure from Iowa. And sure enough, they looked unprepared again. Yeah, they... And just and, and struggled. Yeah, they, they truly did. And I, what I saw is, you know, when they're trapping after half court, it looks like... Some of the some of the disconnect is they're sending the big four, who's a freshman most times, Caleb first, to be the reversal. And you know I, he threw a couple bounce passes on the perimeter out there that you know when you get into March, that's a that's a steal and that's a hammer dunk and it's a shut down the stadium type of play. And yeah, I was really I was really uh, uh, just kind of bamboozled about how they weren't ready to handle that pressure. To, to John's point there and. I, I'm with you, John. In terms of talent, I think Purdue is the most likely team, talent-wise, to be a Final Four team from the Big Ten. But the guards have struggled to guard mm-hmm. the perimeter. You mentioned against pressure. They've really struggled there. Tom, if it's not Purdue, who do you think is the team most equipped in March to go and make a run to a Final Four? A healthy Illinois team yeah. with a with a, a full-strength Corbello and Kofi Coburn in there. Um, I think that team could make a deep run they've they've got uh, enough depth um they've got the experience they've got you know players who know their role on that team I, I think they've got pretty defined roles that that would be the team that i would look at right now i don't think much of michigan state this year i i, I am just not sold on them um uh, but i and wisconsin i'm just i don't know i'm still out on them um but same you know they they're I, I just don't know if they're going to be good enough to go up against really athletic teams. Uh, but I could see Illinois uh, going deep in the tournament this year. Back to the Hawks here. And want to get your perspective on Chris Murray. We were talking a lot about him. Another great performance. And it does feel like 
you got to find more minutes for him now going forward. I mean, we have yep. seen enough from him where the 17, 18 minutes a game is just not good enough. I maintain now for the last month, if I was going to hit their top level, whatever that top level is, if they're going to hit it, Chris Murray probably has to be the second best player on the team. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Chris and Keegan have to be one and one A at this point. Mm. Uh, Chris has proven himself. Yes, he just has. He's he's proven himself. Um, he's playing with a ton of confidence right now. Said it after the game. He said, "I feel like I can go up against anybody and score on anybody in the country." And and uh, and I believe that. I mean, I think he he feels like he can score on his brother too. And that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, doing that. Uh, you know, he's he's just that confident and competitive. Um, so I, you know, the thing that I think you you're, you're probably hinting at here is does he need to be in the starting lineup? And I I would suggest that maybe he does. Um, and I don't know if that means bringing uh, Urbracha off the bench or bringing uh, Jordan Bohannon off the bench and go a little bigger uh, mm. with your lineup and go, you know, kind of six eight six nine at your uh, five through two, and yeah. then have have them out there with Joe Toussaint and because Chris can guard yeah. small guys, he can. I mean, that's not a problem for him to to guard twos, um, and it would give you some more length. Now the problem is then your bench kind of gets small. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you go to that second unit and you'd probably have to adjust how you um, run your subs in. Cause right now what Fran generally does is he'll end up putting four different guys out there with, with, uh, with Keegan um, in that first wave of, of substitutions. And th- you'd have to adjust that because one of those guys going in there now is, is his brother, Chris. Interesting. Yeah. And a lot of playing around with those combinations, you know, Connor McCaffrey has been a lightning rod of criticism over the years. Early in his career, people said, well, he can't score, he's not good. Well, we saw the assist-to-turnover ratio and knew that wasn't the case. But the limitations physically now after the hip surgery, you can see that. And the shooting percentages, they're woeful. It's it's hard to justify a guy shooting 16% from three, 20% from the field. It's hard at any level to justify him going out there, even with those little things that he can do. Ultimately... Is this the last season of Connor McCaffrey in time to turn his attention completely to baseball? I I, I would think so. Um, and and it, it was tough to watch last night. It really was yeah. because you could tell that he did not have confidence in his shot after he missed a couple. And Purdue was smart. They just put Travion Williams or Edie on him and just stuck him in the lane and said, go ahead, Connor, take a shot if you want. And you could tell he didn't want to shoot it. Um, and it's, it's just, I feel for Connor because he's a great kid, great leader, uh, smart basketball player and everything. But the, the problem is last year when he started and you had that starting lineup that Iowa had, well, you could get by with it. You know, you got Luca Garza, Joe Wieskamp, you know, CJ Frederick. You got guys that could score and shoot and do all kinds of things. Um, you know, Jordan Bohannon out there. You had a lot of scoring options, a lot of, scoring punch with that second unit they don't have a ton of uh scoring punch and then when you're just allowing them to put the big man on you and he's just lurking in the lane that takes away tony perkins driving to the rim aaron Eulis driving to the rim uh those are taken away when you got seven four standing in the lane just waiting for you yeah camp to out ready to send that thing to the 10th row yeah 
You know, I was really, I was really impressed with uh, Sanford. I know he got a little, uh, some extended minutes with the foul trouble, but he came in and you know the first play down, he fired a you know curl jump shot. I was, I was really happy to see that. Do you think there's a time, Tom, where they they switch this lineup completely and they just put their best shooters out there and and see what happens? That's the big thing, and I, I know Chad Leistico wrote about this this morning in the Register. Is just that they're not shooting well from three, and they've got to figure that out because the, the, you've got to be able to be good from three if you're going to compete with people uh, these days. And and um, that was the big concern coming into this season was how would they shoot from three, and they've they've just uh, kind of struggled in the last uh, couple weeks. So they've got to. Got to find that, and Stanford needs to be in there in the second half to help them because uh, you know you got to have another shooter on the floor to go with with J Bo. Um, you know, right now Keegan hit and miss, Chris um, hit and miss from three, uh, and you got to have another threat out there. And I think Stanford would have you know give us five minutes in that second half and see if he can knock down a couple. Don't want to get too hyperbolic here, but it feels like Monday's uh, return trip out to Penn State is so huge. And these games that are so tightly played, Penn State, I was better than them. That's not a very talented offensive team. But playing them twice within nine days is difficult. Going on the road, you know, there's going to be nobody in that huge gym. It's going to be a terrible environment. Just the importance of Iowa getting that one with three of the next four on the road, that one certainly looks the most winnable. Yeah, and that's a sleepy place. And it'll be a Monday night. There'll be nobody there. And it's just and that team is, I'll tell you what, guys. They're that better Penn than State you think. Is, is better than you think. They got some players on that team that can, if they get hot, if a Miles Dredd gets hot, mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, Seth Lundy could go off for 25 in a game. And, um, you know, Sessions, sometimes he's hit and miss, but um, sometimes uh, Sam Sessions can, can get going and uh, and score. So they're they're not deep. Um you know, Harar can, can uh, you know, he didn't play well in Iowa City, but it wouldn't shock you to see him go 10-10 and 10 against Iowa on Monday and, and make an impact on the game. So that's a dangerous game, really dangerous game for Iowa. And it is, uh, you don't want to say it's a must-win, but it kind of is. It because they, yeah. it, it just feels, feels like next, because then your next game, you're going to Columbus, and you don't want to, you know, have to win there. Right. Yeah, it feels um, very that's Iowa. That's going to be a tough place. Iowa State, Oklahoma State yeah. this week. It really, you know, they're kind of in the same. Just get that road yeah. victory. Yes. Yeah, any way possible, doesn't matter. Just put it in the win column. I got this for you, Tom. Kind of last thing on the Hawkeye on basketball front, also some football for you. But looking through the schedule, they're favoring a bunch of games. Let's say they don't beat Michigan State at home, and everything plays out the way that it's projected at Ken Pomeroy. That would put Iowa... At twenty and eleven, ten and ten in the Big Ten, and likely still without a quad one victory, depending on what happens with Michigan the rest of the way. If they get the Wolverines, how much work would they have to do going to the Big Ten tournament? I still think they'd be okay. All right, um, I still think they'd be in uh, at that point. But then you're you're probably looking at maybe an eight nine game at that point, right? Um, and <laughs> I told a friend of mine, I can already see this. This is my vision for March, as I was in an 8-9 game that win that first game. And their next game, they they faced uh, the uh, Auburn Tigers and Bruce Pearl. Oh. And every Iowa fan's head will explode. Yes, yes, it will. The apple of many Hawkeye fans. I, of course, an assistant under Dr. Tom way back in the day. And Bruce Pearl, love that dude. 
even if he uh, yeah. skirts around the edges. A little easier to skirt around these days, though, isn't it? Especially down in Auburn. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the cheating he's doing down there is hardly uh, <laughs> is nothing compared to the football cheating. Yeah, it's a different one, no doubt. Hey, speaking of football, uh, a story up at HawkeyeReport.com talking about the potential of what t- looks to be a walk-on candidate, Marshall Howe, a quarterback for this class, 2022. What can you tell us on that front? Yeah, he's uh, uh, from uh, the, the same uh, prep school that uh, Nico Regani went to, and so mm-hmm. Ken O'Keefe's got a good relationship with the coaches there, and so they're going to have him in. It seems like a lot of schools are after him uh, to be a walk-on. Penn State was uh, in that mix, too, so Iowa's got him coming in. They need, uh, they need some arms is what they need to get in uh, so, so the top two quarterbacks don't have to throw a zillion passes, so Hopefully they can get this kid in uh, and get him uh, lined up so he can uh, he can come in uh, because right now they've only got uh, three quarterbacks. They'll get Carson May in, but it's still you you want to have a, another arm to help with scout teams and things like that. Anything else on the recruiting front as we get ready for the next signing day? With well, it's not like it used to be back in February. Yeah, it's just it seems like it's going to be pretty quiet. Um, you know, in terms of uh, that, that the second signing day is going to be one of the quieter days uh, around. I think we're going to get Kirk Ferentz for the first time, though, next Wednesday. Uh, so that will be interesting because it'll be the, I think, the first time he's taken uh, actual questions since uh, the, uh, the the stories about the the uh, committee uh, the, of former players uh, was uh, written about in the Sea Rapids Gazette. So. We'll see what happens with uh, with those questions. Last thing, Tom. Tom Caker, Hawkeye Report. You back in Carver tonight for wrestling? I am not. Got a family thing going tonight. Uh, I wish I was. Uh, I'll be uh, I'll be trying to sneak some peeks at it uh, <laughs> uh, tonight, though, for sure, uh, because that's going to be wild uh, tonight with uh, with those two. That's a heavyweight. That's yeah. a mm-hmm. heavyweight battle, and. 133 is going to be an absolute brawl. Uh, 141 is going to be a brawl. Uh, 174 with Chem Dog is going to be a brawl. And that, those are the three weights that everybody should watch. If, if Iowa gets two of those three, they've got a chance to win. If they don't, they're going to be in trouble. So uh, our friends at Circus Sports, Tom, you know that group very well yeah. also. And so they put a lineup for this. I asked them earlier in the week, and they got it up right away, as they always do, because they're awesome. But uh, we were talking to Mike Palm earlier today, VP of Operations there, and Mike mentioned you know, they were up to Iowa was plus 480 on the money line. That has dropped down since our conversation just over an hour ago. Now Iowa plus 325. So he said they were taking nothing but Penn State money. Looks like that Hawkeye money starting to come in now at Circa. That's that's good. We'll get a little Hawkeye money. Some people see some value on that. Yes. um, It's not a bad – I know some people that follow wrestling pretty closely that think Iowa's got a shot. So uh, it might be a good investment for some folks. Download that Circa app and and, – and throw a chunk of change on the Hawks and root them on tonight. Yeah, maybe pay for that trip to Nationals. As simple as that. There, out there. there you go. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, there Tom, go. we'll talk to you next Friday in uh, preparation. Actually, it'll be another recap as we'll have the Ohio State game along with that Penn State game in the rear view mirror. Thanks as always, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom Caker, thank you. See you, Tom. Thanks, guys.
Good stuff as always from Tom. Again, Circus Sports, where you can download it and get ready, which should be an epic match tonight. 8 o'clock at Carver. We'll see where it begins. If it starts at the top at 125 and goes from there all the way through heavyweight. Regardless, that is fun. And maybe it's my Hawkeye fandom showing through here, John, but I see value. there. To me, there are four toss-up matches. Of the six matches, I'd go 4-2 that I don't consider toss-ups. Iowa probably has to win three of the four toss-ups and make sure that Penn State doesn't get more than two bonus points. If that happens, I got Iowa winning, and at plus, even now, 325, yeah, I'm throwing a couple bucks on the Hawks. Yeah, if Stone Cold Steve Austin can get in there fast no, 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 and no, no, triple no. it. D- different wrestling. This is folk-style wrestling, not not what you consider professional wrestling, not the fake stuff. Oh, okay. This is real, yeah. Well, if they check enough oil and they get the job done, <laughs> there you go. they'll make it. No, I love... There's pumpkin I, boy, I, boy over there. I love, uh, I love just the culture of... Truthfully, all of Iowa sports, but you know the wrestling side. It's just amazing that you know the brand, the brand brand, mm-hmm. we'll just call it, has has just transcended and just. I mean, their hands are everywhere, and truthfully, it's from Gable, and mm-hmm. it, it's amazing to me just year in and year out how you know how talented those groups are. I moved to Iowa a couple days before my junior year of high school, and my mom, she's from here, um, and she said. Hey, don't mess with the dudes with the funny ears. And, you know, and that was some of the best advice uh-huh. I've ever gotten in my life. And, you know, the toughness, um, you know, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at Lifetime. I'm in the sauna with some of these high school kids and they're just, they're just dreaming. They're thinking they're, you know, cutting weight and some of the stuff has changed. And it's just amazing some of these athletes we have, um, on the wrestling squad here in the state of Iowa. It's going to be fun. I think I know what we're doing after our games tonight. We're going to be watching the end of that one. I'm in. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm in. BTN, 8 o'clock, and also that documentary that they've been promoting for a long time on the Brands Brothers oh, wow. comes up right after the meet. So should be a really, really fun evening, wrestling fans. So just if you're a sport fan, if you haven't got into wrestling or just you know seen it in little bits, this is the one you want to keep an eye on just because the environment inside of Carver, and we complain about Carver, the environment for basketball all the time. Wrestling, though, there's no problem with that building when the wrestling team's there, and certainly for a match like that. 8 o'clock BTN tonight, Iowa plus 325 on the money line at Circus Sports. When we come back, it's your chance to win a little something-something. We got Claxon's Barbecue to give away $35 to the winner, $25 to the runner-up. What you do, you pick four games. They got four games for you along with the point spread, and then a tiebreaker at the end if you hit it. You get yourself some Claxon's barbecue. Dialed up right now at 284 5966. That's 284 KXNO. Your chance to win Claxon's barbecue when we come back. Still picks to come as well. It's Miller and Condon on 106.3. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live.net. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. 
But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. Yes. Subscribe now. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roof Mr. Peanut on Twitter. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never-frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale, and West Des Moines. You know what that music means. It's a chance to win $35 in Claxon's gift certificates, $25 for the runner-up. This week, all you have to do, four games against the point spread and our tiebreaker involving the Drake basketball team, a big one with Loyola coming to town on Sunday. John Lamb, you've seen this before, right? You know how this is done. You've heard us do Claxons on Fridays. Absolutely. Plus, Claxons is delicious, so yes, it is. call in. Looking forward to a little barbecue uh, next time we get over to Southeast Polk beforehand. I like it. Because that is good stuff, no doubt about it. Let's do it right now. we got Brian, Matt, Todd, and Barry on the line with us as we get going. Bear- Brian, we'll kick things off. How you doing today, Brian? Doing fantastic, gentlemen. All right, we're going to start with some football, and we're going to kick it off. We're going to add a half point to the point spread. We don't want any ties here. Kansas City, minus 7.5 at home against Cincinnati. Point? You want point? Uh, yeah, who's going to cover the game? Let's see what you got, Brian. Uh, I'll take Kansas City. Going to lay the points with KC. Game two, it is the Rams, minus 3.5 as they host the 49ers. Gosh, I, I just can't believe that the that the Forty ers are going to continue to have the Rams number. I'm I got to go with the Rams against you know guess what the the tradition has been here lately. All right, we got the Rams for pick number two for Brian. We're going to wrestling tonight. I'm making my own point spread for this one. Iowa plus three and a half tonight against number one Penn State. I uh, did my student teaching when the Brands boys were in middle school in Northwest Iowa. As much as I love the Brands and I love Iowa wrestling, I I think it's going to be Penn State. My gut just can't let me go. So you're an ORAB, right, Sheldon? The ORABs, the orange yeah. and blue? Blues? Yeah, well, that's, that, that's where our student taught. Yep, I know the ORAB. <laughs> there you go. Uh, final one on the game front. We got Iowa State hosting Missouri tomorrow. Cyclones favored by 12 and a half. Iowa State. And wrap things up, our tiebreaker this week. Drake, total points the Bulldogs score against Loyola on Sunday at home. Total total Drake points? Drake only, yep. Just how many points Drake scores? Uh, 66. 66 the number. Thank you, Brian. Next up, we got Matt on the line with us. What's happening, Matt? Uh, not much. How's it going? 
Doing well. Chiefs minus seven and a half at home against Cincinnati. Uh, I'll take the Bengals. Going with Cincy. Game two. I like it. Rams minus three and a half as they face off against the Niners. I think the Rams win, but uh, only three, so give me uh, the Niners. Oh, all right. A little thought process there. Like that for Matt. Let's go to wrestling tonight. Iowa, we're giving them plus three and a half against Penn State. Uh, I think they can, they'll stay within one or two, three. Uh, so give me the Hawks. Going with the Hawkeyes. And wrap it up on the college front. Iowa State minus 12 and a half against Mizzou. Uh, I love the Hawkeyes. Give me Missouri. Going with Mizzou. All right, wrap it up. Drake, how many points do they score against Loyola this weekend? Uh, 60. 60, the number. Matt has got his guesses, or maybe more than guesses, in there. We go to Todd. He's up third here today. Todd, thanks for joining us today. What's up? How are we doing? Doing well. Kansas City, they are a seven-point favorite, but for our purposes, we're at an extra half point. KC minus seven and a half. We'll go with the Bungles. <laughs> I like that. All right, yes. San Francisco. They are getting three and a half at the Rams. Uh, Rams have a special have have uh, at least eleven guys out there on special teams when they play. So they will will we'll go with the Rams. Going with the Rams. Pick number go. three. Wrestling tonight. Number one, Penn State. Number two, Iowa Hawkeyes. Plus three and a half. Uh, you give me three and a half, got to go Hawks. Going with the Hawks. And Todd, we'll wrap it up. Missouri getting 12 and a half at Hilton tomorrow. Uh, we got to go uh, Missouri just because Iowa State just can't. They can play defense, but 12 and a half is too much to give for a team that doesn't doesn't have the offense. And we finish it up. Drake, they play Loyola at the Knapp Center on Sunday. How many points for the Bulldogs? Uh, we will go 68. 68 the number. Todd's got his picks in, and we finish up another week of Claxon's giveaway with Barry. Barry, thanks for joining us. What's happening? Happy Friday, everybody. We made it. Happy we are Friday, here. Happy Friday, Barry. Kansas City, we're laying seven and a half with the Chiefs against Cincinnati. Which side are you going? Kansas City. KC, pick number two, the Rams, minus three and a half against the 49ers. Rams. And then we go to wrestling tonight. Iowa plus three and a half against Penn State. Iowa. And Iowa State basketball tomorrow against Missouri. SEC Big 12 Challenge. The Cyclones lane 12 and a half. Oh boy. It's the show me state, but I'm going to go with Iowa State. And with the clones. Drake, how many points do they score against Loyola, our tiebreaker? 67. 67 is the number. Thank you, Barry. Thanks. Have a great weekend. That is Claxons for another week. John Liam, you're going to be making your picks for the first time coming up here in just a few minutes. So as you're going through those numbers, anything jump off the page? If you had to make one bet, maybe, of the four we had there, Iowa State minus 12.5, Iowa Wrestling plus 3.5, Chiefs minus 7.5, or the Rams minus 3.5, which one's your favorite? Well, first off, I definitely need to learn how to count because <laughs> you're putting all these numbers in front yeah, of my yeah. face. and. I'm a little uncomfortable, to All right. be honest I, with I, you. I can see. It looks yeah. like I can see some wheels turning, maybe some smoke coming out of your ears. Maybe wheel turning. I don't know about wheels. <laughs> um, you know, I am so bad at this betting thing. I just recently found out what the plus and minuses meant. Okay, yeah. But that, I mean, that's, a, that's a first step of the process, is learning yeah, that part. Yeah. But if we're doing like that part of it, mm-hmm. um, you know, the one that jumps off the the page to me would have to be that Missouri 
Iowa State game, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was Matt that said it. That's a lot of points. I mean, it's it's a lot of points. Not that I don't think they can score those points because I'm I'm very impressed with the with the Cyclones. It's just it's hard to beat teams like that. Right. I mean, especially Power Five teams. Depend, you know, doesn't matter their record. Um, the over under that one um, kind of jumps out at me too. But um, I'm, I'm going to have to say. I'm going to have to say the the Cyclone Tigers game. Yeah, that's the one that kind of jumps out there. Missouri right now ranked 133rd at Ken Palm. That shows you just how bad Mizzou has been this year. Auburn went down to the wire. Still, that one was 55-54. It wasn't like they scored really well. Just looking at a few uh, simple of those numbers for Missouri. They are 178th in the country in offensive efficiency. That's bad. 100th defensively. That's bad. 306 in effective field goal percentage, turnover percentage at 310. I don't know if Missouri gets to 45 points. I mean, it's as good as Iowa State can play defensively. In fact, I might be looking at that tomorrow. I'm going to do the other thing. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going, I'm, I mean, they could win by 15. Right, right, and cover that number just because Mizzou is that bad offensively. Interesting. Well, we'll get into some picks coming up when we come back. That's our Football Friday picks, and Ken's got his picks in. He has just good. texted them to me. Find out when is Mr. he back? Miller. Does he need my? Does he need my spot? No, no, he is. Sure? He's still in California. He'll be right. back. Comes back on I think Monday afternoon. There you go. When he gets back to town, so he'll be back into the hot seat on Tuesday. Until then, uh, we just got a lot more fun to have here. Quick timeout. Back with more on the other side as we roll through. It's Miller and Condon. Wasstatefairgrounds.org for tickets. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Football Friday picks from Miller and Condon on KXNO. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Sports betting the way it should be with Circus Sports Iowa. Oh, that music means it is time to make some picks. John Lamb is in the hot seat as he is learning what the pluses and minuses by each of them know. That that was uh, you you tickled my funny bone with that there one. There you Lamb. go. That's why they pay me the big, big bucks to be here. That's right. That's right. That's what it's all about. Well, we're going to get into that in just a moment. Before that, though, we got a phone call here. Jeff's been waiting patiently on hold. Thank you, Jeff. He's got a couple of questions for you, Lamb. He wants to talk some hoops. What's going on? Let's do it. Hey, Trent. How's it going? Good. Good. Hey, John, I had a couple questions for you. Yes, sir. Um, first, first question, have you caught uh, Jenica Lewis? And if you have, you know, tell our listeners how, uh, how special she is. Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually just uh, just retweeted an article um, that Matt Bain and Alyssa Bart- Bart- Bartell, um, she's a new sports intern, did on her. Yeah, she comes to my gym for the courtside camps. Um, I've watched her since she's been little. I put on a uh, handle you like fall league and she was a fifth grader and she was playing with like seventh and eighth grade boys. And looking completely okay. Um, you know, she's special. She's got a quick trigger. She moves very well. Um, she might not be as good a passer as 
as she should be at this age, but I'm splitting hairs right now because she is a high-level basketball player. Um, she thinks right. She moves right. I hear she works really hard. She's got two really great parents at home um, you know, that, that are committed to her success. She's driving around the country doing these visits, you know, doing these camps. Um, she's really talented. I think the only thing that is different between her and Caitlin is Caitlin's a little bit more offensively dominant at this age. Um, and she was playing with boys up until eighth grade and she's just a little bit bigger and longer. Um, but Jenica is the real deal. And if, if anybody hasn't seen her play, um, I know her Iowa battlers team, uh, her eighth grade squad, they're going to, it's either Lincoln, Nebraska this week or Chicago, one of the two. Um, but anytime they're around town, I, I suggest anybody take some time and check her out, especially and you I, young ladies out there that have dreams to do this game. I know we don't have time to really talk about it, so I'm good friends with LC and Stephen. And I know LC's kind of coached her a long ways, but I don't think they ask her to score as much. I mean, you've watched the battlers. I've watched the battlers. They're so deep. I don't think, you know, they don't need, you know, Jennifer to put up 30 or 40 to do it. You know, that's why I think she's so special. If she needs to, she can, but I don't think they're asking for her to do that. No, they're not. She and, and like I said, she's a very solid all-around basketball player. Um, I'm just splitting hairs with yeah. trying to give some, you know, some version of where Caitlin was at at this particular age. Anything else, also, Jeff? Yes, real quick. I also I help coach uh, Dallas girls basketball, and I don't know if uh, John, if you've watched any of the girls yet. I have. Dowling, I've watched I, Dowling three but, times. But we have four or five freshmen. Ava Zedeker, really special. Yep. Um, Heller's one of them that I really like. Uh, uh, and she's a big she's a big softball girl who, uh, you know, she's in the gym as much as she can. But, man, we're, we're light years ahead of the game right now. I think we're ranked fifth. And uh, we have so many young talent. But like you guys touched base on, girls and boys, there's so much depth in the CIML. And it's so special to see these girls get after it on a Tuesday and Friday night. So. Thanks yep. for putting me on, John. Good to meet you. Yep, yes, sir. And and to go off your point, hopefully you're you're still on the air listening. I know you're not on the phone, but you know Dowling does an unbelievable job on their girls' side with their fundamental teams, right? Their mm-hmm. feeder teams. The head coach, she's just a rock star. She's in you know all the parochial schools. She puts her you know her her niche onto all these girls, her recipe onto all these girls early. And it, it doesn't surprise me because there's really talented players on that team that don't even get a play, you know, and that's kind of the what is so nice about that program right now. And, and you are right. A little bit ahead of the curve would be the nice way to say it. There's definitely a bright future over in West Des Moines, on I, Buffalo Avenue, I believe it is. I, uh, I It's funny speaking uh, back to Jenica Lewis. So I remember hearing before the season, somebody said to me at Johnston Girls, they're number one, but the best player in their school isn't even going to be part of the varsity squad. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. They mentioned Jenica and just what an incredible talent she is. And yeah, great article, as you mentioned, in the Des Moines Register. Uh, taking a peek at that earlier this morning. Good stuff out of them. And could be a fun one. We're going to see Johnston minus Jenica tonight. Yep. She'll be Dallas. there, though. She'll be there cheering on her future teammates uh, for the most part. Before that, though, and before we get ready to head up to Valley High School tonight, we got to get some picks. You ready All to right. roll over there? I won't get in trouble with the NCAA, will I? Yeah, you're just giving out picks. All right, man. You're not betting on them. I'm in. You're just firing away. I don't trust anything you say, so we might need another caller to that's, confirm that's this. probably a good idea. So if you go 2-0 this week, you'll have the lead. No. Well, yeah, because you'd have a 1,000 win percentage. I mean, that's beating mine. Now, mine is very good this year. Tap myself on the back. There you go. <laughs>
58, 45 and 1 against the spread. It's good. Pros would kill for those numbers, and I'm yeah. not being facetious. Really? They would kill. 55% is kind of the going rate. If you hit that over the course of a season, you're doing really well. Hey, I've been telling you, you got to wager more than five bucks every time, Trent. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah, that makes things a little bit easier if you go that route. And you can add a little bit more money as opposed to five <laughs> bucks at a time like I do it. I got my games. I'm ready. All right. Let's, well, let's, let's start with Ken, who can't catch me this year. It's been a rough season for him, and he's going to go down swinging the way he does every single time with two favorites. He's got Kansas City. He's going to lay the touchdown, and he is going to take the Rams minus the three and a half. So he'll play both favorites this week, and I agree with him in the Kansas City game. I'm trying to come up with those scenarios. When it gets to this point, I'd like to envision how it happens. How does a team win a game? How does a team cover if they're a big underdog? And I'm struggling to come up with ways for Cincinnati to cover this game. Got a couple of number metrics that I use. Both of them come to Chiefs about a nine-point favorite. I know they are the betting favorite. I know the public is all over them. That's going to happen here. But at this number, I just got to lay it. I'm going to take Kansas City with pick number two. Pick number two, it's a late afternoon game. 540 kickoff on Fox. It is San Francisco at the Rams. We talked earlier. The Rams, they just haven't been able to get over the hump here. McVay, is it a mental block? Does it come crashing down? One thing I do believe happens. I think if the Rams do win this game, the point spread's not going to matter. I think they're going to club the 49ers if they win it. But if it's tight, I think the 49ers definitely will get it done. Ultimately, too much value here on San Francisco. I'm going to grab the three and a half. With my second pick this week, San Francisco plus three and a half, Kansas City minus seven. John Lamb, who are you going with this week? All right. Well, I'm going to do Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Okay. Everybody is. It's okay. a cool thing to do. All right. Well, then I might not be invited to this club. So <laughs> is that working betting somehow? Right, right. No, I think, uh, you know, Mahomes and, you know, Andy Reid just. I like Andy Reid from, you know, just as a as a, another coach in a different sport. I mean, he's always prepared. I heard some statistics and they call him revenge games and he doesn't lose. Right. Like his first loss, I think he's like lost four and three of them were in his first two years or something like that. I just think he's going to be ready. Plus, if you're going to be that large and in charge on the sideline, <laughs> then you better be dang good at your sport. So I know he's going to coach him up this week and I just see KC winning. KC minus the seven for John. Pick number two, Rams. Three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Niners. Um, I just think that the Rams are going to win because our world needs the Super Bowl in L.A. in California, hopefully to get rid of some of that mess that's going out there. Uh-huh. Um, and I just I love Stafford. I love his comeback story. I love right. what him and his wife stand for and some of the things they've done in their communities, um, both in Detroit when they were there and then um, in L.A. just even recently. So, I'm going with it. Going with the Rams. So you and Ken are on the same side for both games, both going with the favorites. The only difference being on the Niners, and that'll do it. A week in the books, a couple of shows. How do you? How do you feel? I liked it, man. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me, bro. Oh, it was an excellent time. A lot of great basketball conversation. Iowa State tomorrow, huge one for them. You and I with a winnable road game at Illinois State. The biggest and, game in the country. Sunday. Loyola at Drake. Man, with the Ramblers come to town, their final run through the MVC before they depart to the A-10, they don't fit there, do they? They're going to become like Wichita is, right? And also ran in the um, American. Oh, man. No, they're not. No? I mean, they have you funding. believe it, huh? They have some great coaches. I'm, I'm friends with a few of the guys on the staff there. and I mean, they, 
they get the right guys. They vet their guys very well. They vet their guys very similar to how Drake does. You know, and that's why I'm Drake's, probably just jaded as an MVC fan. I think you're hurt. I think you're hurt. I do. I Them see it. And Creighton, Wichita, blank them all. Hey, Murray State's yeah, coming up here. here Belmont. Come. I mean, this. And UIC. Oof. Yikes. Hey, everyone needs an extra two wins this, this next few seasons. We thought the same out of Loyola, and look at what that program turned <laughs> into, though, when they made their way up. John's been fun. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, sir. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we got Murph and Andy here on KXNO. 3 o'clock, it's the Sports Fanatics. We'll be back with you on Monday. It's Miller and Condon, 10 to noon on KXNO.